As cops, we all know that a lot of crime comes from desperation. People just get pissed because you feel like, I can't win. I'm getting it from every angle. When is it going to turn around? A police officer will tell you quicker than anybody else, we are not the answer to this problem. Welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Welcome to the Three Cops Talk podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Sean, one of your hosts, and I'll be joined by my partners and fellow cops, Chris and Scott. On today's episode, we talk about economic and political policy and how that impacts inflation and inevitably crime, particularly during the holidays. If you have any ideas or topics for the show, please reach out to us at 3copstalk at gmail.com. That's the number 3copstalk at gmail.com. Please follow us on social media. Our details are in the show notes. And if you like the episode, please share it with a friend. We hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, you know what I'm really looking forward to? The uh, million downloads we're going to get on this episode, Chris. Right, right. This is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to the 1 million, maybe 1.5 million million dollars that we're going to make Right. From this episode. It is amazing. Right. Yeah, but that's right. You're going to get a dollar fifty after tax and inflation. So it just, right. it's good to hope. It's good to hope. But the cool thing about it is, is that I'm telling you, this is all going to happen and it's going to act like it's at no expense to you as the CFO of this right. operation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm basing it upon a current government practice in the world. Like, you know, the, the idea of inflation, we're coming into the holidays and inflation is going to impact us. So look, I, I get it in the... Western Hemisphere, we largely have first world problems uh, when it comes to like, hey, this cost and that cost and things like that compared to a lot of the rest of the world. You know, there's burgeoning economies out there like in India and China that are trying to become more affluent in the world, things along those lines. Um, But our own practice, our own commerce practice has not exactly been a sound as of late. So I figured, well, then I get on the bandwagon and just say, like, let's overinflate it. Like, I'm a really good looking guy. That's not over. There's an inflation. No. There's a, that's an inflation right there. In your age bracket, absolutely. And that's right, why I'm doing right. podcasting because you right. can't see me. Could you imagine if you got those sizes of your beard to fill out though, bro? Oh, no, You're not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, I don't want to shave it down and like dye it orange so people don't like pay attention. Orange. My friends used to make fun of the way I say orange. Where are you from? <laughs> the fuck are you from, orange? <laughs> what are you talking to me? What's fire code orange? What, are you, what is that? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you have that edge. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, today's show is going to be about inflation. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how it impacts a lot of the things like police in the police world. You start to see inflation is a frustrating. It's a slow roll frustration for people. Mm-hmm. We talked about how first world problems are first world problems. Oh, whoa, is us America. You're finally feeling what the rest of the world feels. But the bottom line is, is that this is where it starts. It starts with these slow inconveniences. You know, here's a buzzword for you. COVID. COVID was a major league inconvenience that we all got in line for. And then I know a crazy tinfoil hat statement here. It was just a test to see how far they could push us. How far our government telling us something and how far would we get in line? Even the three of us were exactly at times like, I don't know about this. Right. We got in line and did it. You walk in. I remember for months after getting out of my car, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I forgot my mask. And I was like, oh, I, damn, I'm in free America. Yeah. Right. Governor McMaster in South Carolina is like, we ain't doing it. Bye. Right. Bye, golly. 
Magnolias, don't put that mask on. <laughs> yeah. And then I was in Illinois where it was like, here, put this, tie this plastic bag around your head on top of your mask right. because you can't. Right. Yeah. It was like so extreme. I mean, what the hell? Right. But it, it, again, inflation is like, it, it is a, it is like an agonizing thing that you're like, all right, why is this like, why is everything so expensive? Oh, I don't think about it. I go in there. And then again, the use of like, we don't exchange currency like on a printed scale anymore. Oh, we just print it because we just, because we have to. But the bottom line is, is like, you don't like, when was the last time you pulled out a dollar or $10 bill and gave it to somebody at a store? Maybe some people still right. do that, but I don't, I largely do it off of a card. So you don't see, you don't feel the negative impact of that as much as possible. You don't have a lot of loose change, which is also kind of cool if you like wear cargo pants. I do. Then he takes it to Walmart for a yeah. you know, 149 bucks. Yeah, right. You take it into right. that machine and it counts it and it's super noisy. So everybody's looking at you and they're like, Right. God, right. things must be tight at this guy's house. He's there every week getting this change turned into Amazon gift cards. And right. then he takes out a Canadian quarter and you're like, God, how did I take that? Right, right, right. Darn it. Where did I, how did I miss that? <laughs> and you run it through three more times. You're like, come on, it'll miss it if I put it through enough times. You're taking a file to shut file the edges so it takes it. <laughs> Chris has got this scheme where he gets he gets together with everybody and he tries to run the stuff to Canada. Right. And I like the Canadian border is like like, hey, hey, take off, hey, why are you bringing all this loose change yeah. up here, hey? What's going on <laughs> there, hey? hey? Just this five-gallon bucket right. of Canadian quarters. <laughs> right, right. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, going to see, I'm going to see my friend Lori White. She's a Canadian Mountie. I, I want to go see her. I, I like, she likes loose change. Right. She, she, she does artwork she with it. Canadian and like, quarters. I don't know, eh? Take off, eh? You look they, like a problem. Loonies or whatever they call them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, or what do they got? They actually called one. that was a. It was a two dollar. Called it a toonie. I'm like, yeah, we can't tell. Yeah, you can't really call toonie it in Canada. Loonies, toonies. Oh, so all the Canadian drug dealers have toonies yeah. on them, whatever, and they sell them. I know this guy's a drug dealer because <laughs> yeah. he's got the two dollar bill on you it. Got a rock. Here's a toonie. You got a rock. Come right, on, how much is a toonie? How much is a rock? It's a toonie. A what? Give the cops donuts and they won't give us tickets. Hey, cops, want donuts? Sorry to our Canadian <laughs> listeners, which is one of mm-hmm. our biggest audiences now, Chris. Yeah, nice. Uh, thanks to Lori. Constable White, uh, dispatched to a bear patrol. I'm like, ah. We're talking a little bit about inflation and how our monetary policy is, uh, you know, impacting, you know, can impact crime. Right. And as the holidays come up, there's this standing tradition in the United States that we celebrate Christmas, whether you're Christian or not. It's like a big thing. Right. And uh, people spend a lot of money. It's not like Boxing Day right. in, the, uh, in the UK, United Kingdom. Um, but we have a holiday that generates, I mean, it's a crazy time of year. Everybody knows it. And what you're starting to see is like retail thefts are starting to pick right. up because of, hey, the time to come. I get in there. It's like, oh my God. Well, we were just talking about this too, you like know, all the Black Friday right. stuff. Like that's not, that doesn't even seem like a thing anymore. I mean, no. I, like no. remember people would get, you know, get up and it was like an outing. People would like get out, camp and, you out. know, camp out yeah. at three in the morning and go stand and right. freeze your ass off in line at Target to try to get some new Xbox game or something. And it's like, I don't, I don't even feel like, and, and the I deals, the, the things that are out there that you're looking for. I mean, it, it does, just doesn't even seem like there's a big push on that this year. And nah. I stopped, I stopped doing that though for the holidays when, um, when I was a kid, uh, I wanted to go get a case of those, uh, legs that, but they came in the eggs. The <laughs> and I was going to give them to every woman as a stopping category that I knew. And I was like, I didn't quite realize that women stopped wearing pantyhose. Everyone got a set of uh, legs in the eggs. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? That's the thing that you right. put exactly. the change in. That's how you get it. That's right. where you put, put the change in. The Canadian yeah, border guards like, hey, yeah. hey, that's a lot of pantyhose for a Canadian quarter. Eh? 
Yeah, we don't want your devalued pennies up here, right. eh? I got a loony. Toonies are suffering toonie. enough, eh? Anyway. <laughs> I was the Polak that would run around and shake the egg, and if there was no change in it, I'd just right. left wow. it for the everybody wow. else. I just right. get quarters. <laughs> just leave it. Right. You never know, right? Never know. Yeah, but but it it you don't even know. Yeah. Not in my household. They didn't put any paper in there, bro. It's all changed. Poverty is probably the biggest impact on crime in general. And then the more people that experience some level of poverty that you can't live at a certain level that you wanted to or expected to or feel that you have a right hey, to. By the way, not to interrupt. Make sure you make sure you go back on this episode. We just had an America moment. The bald eagle jet. Roger. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The American Eagle egg is almost as protected as the legs egg right. was back in the late 70s. It really was. America. Anyway. Chris is actually a falconer out down in Florida. Now. <laughs> oh my God. I'll show you that trick on another show. Chris, being a business owner, a guy that's engaged in commerce on a level that maybe. Well, Scott's. Well, Scott, Scott no, Scott's. Scott's yeah, he, he kind of knows. Scott's got yeah, but, but Yeah, but he's like a business guy. I just bitch about how much more expensive everything is when I'm, you know, trying to buy, we were just talking like, you know, I'd like to live down in Florida at some point. I'm looking at real estate down there and you're talking, you know, mortgage rates a year ago were give or take, you know, in the, maybe the upper twos, low threes, you know, and for a 30 year, just a standard 30 year fixed mortgage, 7.2% when I was looking the other day, not to mention that it would probably even, it'd be even more if you're not a resident because you wind up getting hit a little harder on if you're not a resident and just putting that in just anybody that's out there that's thinking about, you know, buying a new place or doing something like that. Just look at what the difference is. If you cut, when you do one of those right. mortgage calculators and cut back down to put that, that dollar amount that's in there and change that 7.2% down to 3% right. and it's complete sticker shock. And you're, you're pricing a lot of people out of homes. You know, people might want to buy new homes. They want to move. Maybe right. they're looking to move different part of the country, different job opportunities, you name it. Better weather. Huge impact. Yeah, right, better, better weather. Right. Eagles American flying around. Eagles right. and eagles flying yeah. around. You. I mean, I, I, try the to eagles buy, know try. where the freedom is. That's the cool thing about eagles is right. they, they kind of know freedom. where the freedom is. They follow right. the freedom. There's no eagles here. Right. Honestly, no, no joke. I mean, talking economically, Florida's economy was, uh, from what I understand, Chris, least negatively impacted by the effects of COVID, government largesse, printing money. I mean, again, right. there's a lot of well, things that go it, on. But that that's because, Florida. I mean, that-, that that's because, you know, from the top down, we've, you know, he, DeSantis followed the science. He left schools open. He left things open. He took protective measures, but he, he left things open. And I think what people don't understand is a lot of this stuff that you know, the government decides for you impacts that. I mean, you're talking like Scott was just saying, you know, inflation is actually down from January this year. So January was like eight. And now we're at 7.7. Like, all right, nobody's going to see that nor feel it, you know, but what goes into that is a lot of things. So even like shelter was up by, uh, hang on here. Shelter's actually up from, from 6.6 to 6.9. You got um, food is up from 10.9 to 11.2. Electricity's up. And I mean, even though you have a decrease in the, you know, inflation rate from eight to seven, you're not going to feel to 7.7, you're not going to feel everything. But what you are going to feel is 
when you go gas up your your car, when you go, you know, um, when you go try and buy food, or you do try and buy a house. I mean, we were just talking before the show. You're looking at the at at, at, at shelter. You're talking the difference between last year and this year. You're talking six to seven hundred bucks a month. A year ago, that was a mortgage payment. Now you're doubling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in a market like Charleston, South Carolina, like the housing market is competitive. One of the most competitive in the United States, they say, because of the size and the amount of people that are coming in and looking for opportunities down here. But in a six month period, we were in the housing market and now we're in the rental market. There's no possible way. One, there's not enough product to build because builders have to pay these exorbitant rates. We've talked about this in the past. And this creates a level of desperation that people don't understand. It's just like a a malaise, as Jimmy Carter said, that affects an entire country. Like We're in a malaise right now. People are pissed off constantly. We talked about this on the show with the Left of Greg guys about how all of this is conditioning that people don't put it all together and look at human conditioning. Why are all these crime rates up? Why are more incidents of people shooting each other? Why are more whatever like in the air? And it's because of a lot of the things that happen like on a grand scale, that's a slow roll towards like, this is what inflation does. Like when you're a cop, you're like, why is everybody so pissed? Why is everybody so confrontational? Why is it that like two drinks make the girl like ball her eyes out and cry when you approach her about something on the street when I'm dealing with her or whatever? Like all of these things have this long-term effect yeah. and finance it's is a huge part of that. that. Yeah. Like think about you're a college kid that went through your last two years, you were under the, you know, the auspices of COVID. You come out into a world where uh, the economic market is just not there for you. You thought you were starting the American dream. You have a tremendous amount of student loan debt. Your dollar doesn't go as far. You want to go out and do what everyone else and has done before you go to the clubs. And, and, not, and not to interrupt, but they don't even understand that coming out of college. Right. And they don't understand that. And gasoline costs this much more money. And then their product goes up. And a case in point for me, like we're talking about where we're at economically. Here's where I'm at. I'm looking for which is the best extension cord to use as a belt to hold up my right. shorts right now. <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, I'm going to go treat myself to the tuna fish six inch at oh, Subway. Yeah. Sorry, Subway, where I'm going right. with this. And I'm like, oh, this won't be too bad. Dude says to me, oh, it's. Uh, you know, $10. I go, is that like for the extra toenails you're going to give me? What are you talking about? Like, seriously, it's $10 for this? this Yeah, but this guy, you know, I mean, largely, I'm not saying it's to be smart. I mean, obviously, the the, the descendant of an immigrant, and and, and, you can just tell by it, you know, he's looking to make it into the new world. He's doing whatever he can, but how much is he paying to get that product to him as well? Mm-hmm. All of these things that are impacting us with this. And it's, and it's this slow roll of aggravation that causes people to be angry. This is the kind of stuff. If you go back and study again, that what happened with started a century of warfare in Europe was a changing of the guard with the monarchies to like more, you know, democratic level of government where people had more of a vote, you know, professional politicians mm-hmm. coming in as opposed to it just being handed down to people that are inbreeding from all of these different empires. Like, uh, you know, uh, the monarchy was dying basically. So that confusion is taking over. And I hate to think that this is the same kind of thing that everyone here is like, I'm so confused in this world as to what's going on, what's coming next. Mm-hmm. America is seeing, uh, seeing a twilight in its power, I honestly think. And that, that's going to create some but issues. I think that's one of the things that we try and tell people on every show is that you have to educate yourself and you have to you have to know because as cops we all know that a lot of crime comes from desperation and when this starts to occur when you had this inflation cost and you're going you know and 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 you have some people in the media try and sell it well it's down well eight percent to seven point seven 
it, it is technically down, but it's not really helping people. And I think a lot of things. It's not significant enough that it's really exactly. doing anything for you. We're, we're, when you see the decrease down to four or five, you know, you, you see the significant, you could feel it. I think a lot of this stuff happens. And again, what I was saying was that as cops, we see a lot of people do a lot of things uh, uh, out of desperation. And, you know, especially when you're talking about about money. And I think now with the holidays coming up and everything like that, where you used to be able to afford, you know, like when we were talking earlier, like you can afford a butterball or Tyson turkey. You know, now you can't mm-hmm. because you're trying to do that to save you know, to, to save money to buy gifts and you're not gonna be able to buy your gifts. And, and then as, as people, we start feeling in, impacted at that we can't do the stuff we normally could. And it's all because of this. And, but you want to, and I think you start doing things out of desperation. I mean, and like you can't even go shopping because. yeah. And now you're starting to right. see job cuts too. Now they're starting, now there's not, there's just starting to lose that large pool of jobs that you had. And how about people's retirement investment? You know, people that have 401ks that have been paying, pumping money into that thing for 20, 25, 30 years. I read somewhere recently that 2022 was going to be one of the worst financial years to retire, you know, based on some of that stuff as far as retirement saving. Now, fortunately in our profession, you know, you have a pension, but we all, you know, you have, you have those plans available to you on top of your pension that you can pay into. And the last time I looked at mine a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't looked at it in probably a month and it was, I right. should have just not looked at it because all it did was just right. give me a heart attack. Yeah, right, but right. you're thinking to yourself, thankfully, I, thankfully, I'm not at a point right now where I'm retiring and that was all the money that I had and I had put so much money into that over yeah. so many years of my paycheck. And this is going to have a significant <laughs> impact in the quality of life that I'm going to have when I retire because now, not only right. is that money worth less- the money I have two thirds of the money that I put in there that it was th- two or three years ago. But back to the thing about now I'm paying five hundred dollars more for a mortgage every month. My truck costs one hundred and twenty dollars to fill up with gas. I mean, it's like people just get pissed because you feel like I can't win. I'm getting it from every angle. W- when is it going to turn just around? Think about the fact if you wanted to retire this year, like if you wanted to retire, now you're going. Now I can't. Now I have to now I have to do, do this for another year. I mean, thank God that, you know, y- y- we have a job and we love our job and stuff. But just think of the guy that's been, you know, lifting steel for the last 30 years or who's just basically you know, a the, hobbled the, the, human being. So you can live in yeah. a quality building and we didn't have to rely on overseas, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, metal and right. imports and supply chain management issues as significant as, you know, traversing uh, the sea to get product to us. Like this is what happens with global economies and things along those lines. A lot of better things have happened from that, but now we're starting to see with this kind of impact as to what's going on and a new world player being the Chinese, uh, just be straight about it. Like our lives are going to change whether we like it or not. Are we seeing the twilight of America now becoming like Great Britain where our stand on the world stage was more like that of Holland's where it was like we were really successful traders for a while. We were really successful in participating in things in the world, but now we're going to be a second tier nature listening to the billions of people in China that are going to dictate how econo- economies work and things along those lines. People are talking about moving away from the dollar and towards the yen. These are all things that people don't think about when you're constantly being right. inundated with TikTok. Right. But uh, <laughs> right, you don't right. want to dig. 
we don't want to think about these things. And it, and it could impact our lives on a level that maybe we're not used to, that everything about America has been growth, growth, growth. Are we now leveled out? And this is the case of like, this is what's well, going to be. I think, I, I think what has to happen is people, has be, people have to become educated on this. And I think they have to realize that with this inflation, there's a lot of things that come with inflation. And, and, and the first of the, the, the number one big impact is crime does increase. Right. And it's just because people people in desperation do things. And when you're talking about like economics is easy, it's supply and demand that I mean, and you could, you can get into much more detail and stuff like that, but it's supply and demand. You demand that you have a living and the, the supply would be the jobs that, 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 that give you that money. And then when you have that money, okay, you have that supply. Now the demand is that you want to be able to afford things. So then when you take that when you take that back, now your supply doesn't equal the demand, and now you have to bridge that gap. And whether you, you know, and at some point, people do give up everything they they possibly can, but yet they have to go out and steal and burglarize and and rob and do things just to survive. And I'm not saying that as a whole, and nor is it right, but that's that's what that's what economics does. And 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 I'm going to give you. It's just one of those things that people have to realize that with this comes crime. And, and when you're thinking, and that's why you have to think about that. And when you're talking about that and you're voting for office and you and, and you have this great right to, to vote and you have this, you've got to take that into consideration. And and I'm not going to get into the politics about, you know, who did stuff better or whatever. But right now is a critical point because you now have. Following this, you now have people that can't afford a house, so your homelessness goes up, which means your state and and federal government benefits are going to increase because people aren't working, which means your crime's going to increase, which means you're going to fill up your jails, which means you're going to you or know, not you're, you're going to have to pay for those or not, you know, yeah. right, right, or but the, but that's but even that, Sean, is is some people say that's an economic decision. Because you know they're they're throwing so much money at that that we can save money by by dollar wise by letting bad guys out and 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 that's what the economy of scales are so off they're making decisions of putting bad people on the street to save a dollar when there's so many other things that they could be doing because of inflation. Uh, I mean, it, it goes back to the argument of what drives crime, and it's poverty. Poverty drives crime. It has nothing. I mean, it has some to do. It has a lot to do with race in the United States right now, because who is suffering from poverty the most is the black community, right. by and large. Now, that has way more to do with right now in America, with voting practice and pattern and things that you expect, and you know, conditioning and things along those lines. That well, this is good enough, so I'll just accept it, and this is good enough that I don't have a father. This is good enough that I live in this impoverished conditions. It's good that this, the project housing that I live in is constantly bombed out and nasty, and we constantly try to fix those things, but it's the removal of poverty. But when you expand poverty, more and more people are impacted by that. Like, there's a reason I say this all the time. I've descended from people, uh, you know, of Gaelic descent. They call it the paddy wagon to this day in our profession, not because it's paddy, P-A-T-T-Y, it's paddy, P-A-D-D-Y, which is what they used to call Irishmen in the United States. Paddies. Paddies are like, we were the problem for the longest time. We somehow, some way got out of abject poverty. And I don't want to get into the debates as to why a group right. of white people were able to get out of it more than a group of black people. But the bottom line is it's about poverty and that's what drives crime. And right. when it becomes more expansive, there's not enough room in the entire system when everyone's broke and everybody wants to blame it on crime rates because of racism. And it, well, the race has a lot to do with it, but poverty does as well. Right. And I think what, you know, when, when that, when it happens, 
it 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 increases so it affects so many things from a global and a, a circular lifestyle that you know when you're talking about like just now like if you're if you went from 7.7% to 8% in your savings account or in your retirement account 0.3% makes a difference but when you're mm-hmm. talking about global inflation and stuff it there's no Im, there's no impact people don't feel that and yeah. and and to me you have like now they want to throw so many different things at it. Like now they're talking about, you know, another epidemic or whatever you want to call it. But I just think we have to focus on fixing the problem because ultimately, no, no matter which way, any, I don't care what uh, economics professor or advisor that you talk to, the bottom line is, is the more that the inflation increases, the more crime will increase, the more that increases. And it's a, everything just keeps growing. And until that gets reduced by you know increased jobs or increased you're going to have an impact of crime and people for the holidays it just doesn't feel the same no and people get people already struggle with enough depression and everything you know unfortunately at holiday times anyway as it is and now you're gonna now you're piling on this inflation and people worrying about having enough money to put gas in their car to to buy the things they want to do to take vacations to buy homes you know, and it's, it's just going to make it, it's going to make it worse. And we always see it in this profession. We see that those things, you know, the, the domestics right. the increase right. and things like that in the holiday season, unfortunately. And, and I think that this is just going to add to it. Right. And I, I don't, you know, I, I don't see, well, Chris, you probably have a better pulse on this, but like the things that I read and listen to say that, uh, you know, a lot of people are predicting that we don't really start to come out of this till maybe earlier mid next year. Yeah, that's that. That's what I'm thinking. I think one, and and just to really base it on on, it's all about what happens on the news and the media, which comes out of politics. So, like, I mean, even you saw it when Trump was elected. The day that he got elected, the stock market it went on an extreme run. So, I think mm-hmm. that's what you're. I think that's what you're going to see because when January whatever third comes around as Republicans take the house and, and, and whatever. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit, see us start coming a little bit of an uptick. Yeah. Yeah, But it's not going to be significant. Um, and, and nothing will be significant to be 100%, you know, transparent with everybody. Nothing's going to be a hundred percent until the Republicans start talking to the Democrats and the Democrats start talking Republican and coming up with a solution to, to fix this instead of just saying, you know, this is my ball. I'm taking home. If you don't, if you don't do what I ask, we're not going to, we're just going to lock it up until mm-hmm. that happens. Okay. You're not, it, it, it's just going to be this, you know, it's mine versus yours type of thing. Or, or better yet, the unit party in Washington, DC realizes that it serves the people, not their own pocketbooks. Correct. I mean, I, look, I, I know I said, Oh, whatever, crazy man, you're trying to play the middle. But the bottom line is, is that power is power and power absolutely corrupts. Right. We see it in law enforcement. We see it across the board. You go there and you see, because like winning elections is not about, everybody puts all its emphasis on the president. Like my guy won, my guy won. Well, with the amount of executive orders that have been like, Congress has usurped its authority to the executive branch with all the new laws it creates. Where do you think it goes? Well, this is where it will have to be carried out. It's the executive branch. These things grow wild, out of control. Well, you create an entire infrastructure of people that work in Washington, D.C. that are based upon that premise of like, 
hey, if we solve this problem, I'm not going to have a job. So I got to work really hard no matter what party I'm in to perpetuate the myth that this is still the problem. Do you think TSA has expanded or contracted since it's been invented under yeah, right. a, 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 a Republican president? No. Have they stopped any terrorists in the process? No, they haven't. They've maybe deterred them. But the bottom line is stopping what they're looking to stop. They haven't done any of that because right. somebody's thinking right now as we speak of in a different way to harm people that pay not attention to it, i.e. basically America. The Wall Street Journal itself, which is a pretty nonpartisan publication when you get to it, people have accused it of being both. But the bottom line is, is they're doing entire you know, stories on how uh, executives, unelected officials are trading and making money based upon decisions that the very organizations that they work for are going to create laws to impact where that money's going from, whether it's environmental, whether it's terrorism and war related things. This stuff has been going on forever. Eisenhower back in the day warned us about the military industrial complex. Here's a guy that led people into the biggest battles, some of the biggest freedom determining battles in the history of mankind. And he came as president and said, we should fear the military industrial complex. Well, he was right. And it's only that much more difficult to understand that process. This is about profit right now. And coming out of it, what does that mean to the ordinary American? You know, what does right. that mean to the ordinary world citizen for that matter? Because our sure. economy negatively impacts the entire world when it's not going well. Inflation is something that, well, one, it's self-induced, wouldn't you say, Chris? Like we, we this is something, a problem that we largely created by over uh, overinflating the value right. of our dollar by just printing it to make everybody feel good about like, you know, COVID, like what were those COVID checks that they gave us that we supposedly had to pay back? Well, it's our money anyway. It's yeah, all right, our money as American right, right, citizens. Right, That's right, the idea right. of this. And, th- and these are right. things that like you should, like if, you, or if you're leery of a police officer, why doesn't that leeriness extend to the person that you know very little about that you just voted for based upon their D or their R? Like what kind of business practices did this person mm-hmm. engage in prior to this? What's their agenda? What's going What's on? Their, when yeah. they get to take over these, these, committees, which is what the key is about, because that's where all the money flows from. What are they going to do that's really going to help it? Right. Because they're spending your money. They're spending your money. Yeah, right. Because Donald Trump is obnoxious and is bombastic and obnoxious to the guys, has announced this week that he's going to run again. They don't run against his policies. They run against his obnoxiousness. Mm -hmm. They run against both parties ran against Donald Trump. They did. The Republicans did not want Donald Trump, just like they didn't want Ronald Reagan in a certain degree. They didn't want Abraham Lincoln to be the party's, you know, standard bearer. Nobody can argue that Donald Trump made our lives economically better. Everybody can argue about how biased and obnoxious and outspoken he was, but no one's life was that much worse on those scales that it was like safe spaces and everything else. Everybody economically did way, way better under Donald Trump. His obnoxiousness is what's going to keep him from being elected. And uh, again, or we're going to now have to listen to this. Now he's made the announcement. Oh, my God, the derangement syndrome goes on. But we don't talk about the fact that under the current regime, whoever's in charge, whether it's the Republicans are going to gain back Congress or whatever the bullshit that doesn't really matter to the average American every day. But we put all the stock into like he's done nothing he's between twenty two and twenty twenty four. What's going to happen? Yeah, they, they had nothing this. to do with that. Yeah, and some of it has actually been exacerbated by executive order. Right. And who's in charge of the executive branch determines in a lot of ways where these unelected officials take and spend our money, and they get more profit out of it right. than we do. So that's and, and, the and again, I just, and again, I don't think this administration wants to. I don't even know if they know how to fix the problem, because when you get answers like we have a border problem, which which impacts inflation and you get a response from our vice president, that's, you know, that when you tell her that she's never been to the border to check out the problems, her response is, I've never been to Europe. Well, 
Okay, whatever the hell that means. But the bottom line is, if you don't acknowledge that there's a problem and hit the problem head on, how then you can't fix it. And and all this stuff. And I think what people need to understand is, a lot of smoke and mirrors doesn't fix the problem. And now that Donald Trump announces his his the run for presidency, I think people are now they're gonna that's what they're gonna focus on, like the whole deranged, just like you said, yep. the whole deranged syndrome, instead of. We need to create jobs. We need to stop yeah. putting money. We need to stop this inflation. We need to create energy here. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, it, that went up almost two percent. But I, I just think what 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 we're trying to get across is that this inflation does affect a lot of things, including crime. And you know, I, people need to be educated and just do not take the. The, the media's word for it, but look at these percentages of how they're increasing and realize that it affects your life and it affects a lot of people's lives where people become desperate when stuff is so high. Because as a man, could you imagine not being able to afford, you know, a house for your kids or being able to take care of this? Oh, yeah, you were a better single right? mom that, that's, this, this, that has been tasked yeah. to. You don't want your kid's life to be a constant, so, uh, you know, set of disappointments. Right. And that was, and that was going to be my second, my, my second statement was, as a single mom with, 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 with not a father involved, that's, you know, as a, as a, as a trying to family unit, now you're trying to be the mother and the father. So you got to be nurturing, but yet you got to be tough. You're trying to make you're trying to, to to support them. You're trying to have a house and a food. And so, as a single mother, like I mean, th- that it 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 just exasperates and multiplies because you're trying to do everything right, and you're multiplying it by hundreds. And government is not I the answer. Right. I'm sorry, but we're, we we work for government. The three of us right. have worked our entire adult lives for government, and government is not the answer. A police officer will tell you quicker than anybody else. We are not the answer right. to this mm-hmm. problem. We are not going to be the answer. This because we can help you out. We can, we can help. Not. We're parts of it. But the bottom line is, is more police is not always going to be the best answer for everything, just like more government on other scales well, is not going to be the answer. And I think that, that you know, we're going to end it on, on that note of that's really the whole thing that we're trying to get across to people is the fact of to solve problems, you have to address the problem. And you have to talk about the problem as policemen, this, this whole thing's in it, you know, crimes going to increase because of, you know, this whole inflation things, we're going to be able to go in there and help facilitate the solution to the problem. But just because we take somebody to jail or we give somebody a ticket or whatever, doesn't solve the problem, but it, it puts, what, what's the old saying? It puts the bandit on a bucket that's leaking water or whatever it is. And the mm-hmm. water eventually is just going to mm-hmm. make that hole bigger and bigger and bigger until you solve the problem and weld the hole. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and as Americans, we have to take responsibility for what we pay attention to in elections. We pay attention to obnoxiousness and how they look and how we feel about somebody makes me feel about voting. Hey, I voted for this person because they're this or they're that or they're conservative or they're Democrat. Vote for the person that's going to so- help right. solve the problem. Because if you want to look at a prime example as why we can't solve a problem in the United States, honestly, look no further than the black community. Like we have, why can't we help? With that circumstance, crime hasn't been in the answer. A lack of education hasn't been in the answer. Now, a lack of access to commerce isn't clearly going to be the problem. They interviewed Bono, and I read this interview that Bono from YouTube. You guys remember YouTube? Yeah, I actually heard this same interview. Yeah. And he said, after all this stuff about me saying redistributing wealth and all of these things are the key, he goes, it's not, that's not it at all. It's about entrepreneurialism and access to commerce. And the African-American community in the United States is probably one of the most entrepreneurial people 
that have ever existed on this soil. I'll tell you that. I, I can't go back to Africa. I, I have no practical experience with any of that. But everything that they had was a throwaway from somebody else that they had to make the most of out of it. Housing, food, anything, you name it. That's the case. We unleash that entrepreneurial spirit without all of these other excuses involved. Solve the problems, politicians. Stop saying it's more cops. Stop saying it's better education. Access to entrepreneurialism and commerce is the key. And when you take that money and you devalue it just so everybody can be happy, address well, the real then, problems. Then, 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 I, then, here's the, then here's the question. The question is, is why can African-Americans, which are, have a great entrepreneur spirit and great entrepreneurial ideas, why can they go out and get a student loan for 250000 but they can't get a business loan for 25000 What's the difference? You want me to try to answer that question? Here's my take on it. The education lobby and power is way more powerful in that process than the business lobby. The business is a business of doing business. We're not doing all of this stuff. Now, lobbying is important to businesses. Don't get me wrong, as which businesses got to stay open during COVID and everything else. But I'll tell you this. Education has a lot to do with how things are formed in this country. What's starting to happen with education if people are starting to go, starting to say in the United States, if you could shut the schools down for two years and every teacher's union in America was supported that, you can do everything's online learning. That didn't matter. Two years of a kid's life that's 10 years old is like a decade mm -hmm. for us. And we just said, oh, that wasn't important. That's cool. We can keep moving. It's all good, whatever. People start to step back and go, hey, all right, I see why you got behind this COVID thing, but now it's going to open up my eyes to some other things to say, does education need to be the way that it is? Does it need to be reformed? Do we need to send every single human being that walks away from a high school with a diploma to a college? Mm -hmm. Should we invest more in trades? Should we look at school things choice. at the revised right. school choice? All these And people are fighting vehemently about that. Student loan debt being forgiven. It's not just about, hey, this kid made a decision to go into a degree that really wasn't going to help him or her or the economy. It's about colleges get a ton of money from government ton of money from government. How are colleges addressing that or looking at things? They're, value, they're, they're, they're spending more money on valuing diversity on college campuses and devaluing the overall education as opposed to what am I getting for the bang for my buck? Am I really getting a better education out of the process or am I just getting a different experience than if I just stayed in my own neighborhood? All of these things are being called into question that I think some of this good, some of it's bad, but like we're, we're in for change, like a World War One level change to our universe is happening before our very eyes. And I think some of these things, it's planned that this right. is happening because other people are waking up and we're old enough men to be able to see that. Well, I'm, I, some of, I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling us about the past. Thank <laughs> right. you. But I, again, I, I mean, I just think that I, I think like like you said, I think people need to become educated and and we can go on and on and on. But I think the the, the bottom line is please be educated and, and know what this is all going to cost you and your family. So, you know, the sacrifice I'm going to make this year for first world sacrifice. I think we should maybe not have yams <laughs> right, in addition right. to all the other things. I'm we're going to have teachers made no yams. Don't touch my yams. Sorry, yam farmers of America. I've been doing my part all along with the cranberry sauce and the 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 canned cranberry sauce. Right. That, cut, that it still maintains right. the shape and uh, <laughs> appearance of the can. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's that is like I get it. That's right. just, I'll eat it right from the can. All right. all right. Good job. Well, thanks everybody for listening to our show. Please go to where you get your podcast, download, subscribe, leave a rating review. It would be great to help us get the spread of the word to try and make this world a better place. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for the show, please go to our website or email 3CopsTalk at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. Have a blessed day.